first Top Flight Investor podcast. Thank you for tuning in to uh, episode one. I thought uh, with this podcast, I really wanted to start at basic. So someone who doesn't have a deep understanding or any understanding at all of what the stock market or what investing is can come in and really get a feel and not be intimidated about it because uh, there's a lot of content out there and it can be hard to decipher as to where to start about getting into investing. So I thought the first place we could start was talking about what the stock market is and just in general, what is investing? So if we look at the stock market, how do you define the stock market? Well, it's just a place where buyers and sellers meet to exchange shares in a company. Now, shares and stocks, you'll hear both of those words and they mean the same thing. They just describe a slice of ownership in a company. You have a share or you have stocks in that company. When we talk about companies, there's two kinds of companies. There's private companies and public companies. So the stock market is somewhere that companies can go to list themselves and go public. So the public bit just means that anyone can buy into that company because they are not private. So let's look at a quick example of a public company versus a private company. So your corner cafe is likely a private company. You can't buy shares in that cafe. But an example of a public company is say the McDonald's that's probably not too far from you. That is a public company that's listed on the stock exchange. When a company goes public, it's generally referred to as an IPO. So that stands for initial public offering. So businesses usually go public to raise capital or in simple terms, raise money in hopes of expanding or growing the business. Because uh, starting a company or trying to grow a company can be quite tough um, in the beginning, those companies have um, a couple of options. So they can go to the bank and they can get a loan that they'll need to pay interest on to grow. So the bank gives them a loan. They use that money to say hire more staff, do more research and development, whatever they need to do to grow their business. The other option for the companies to get that money or capital to develop or expand their business, grow their business, is to undertake an IPO, initial public offering. The reason that a company will go public is they can sell shares in their company. So for example, a company has 1,000 shares. They decide to hold on to 500 of those shares themselves and distribute the remaining 500 shares to the public. So you and I could buy a share or a couple of shares, whatever it be. This is just an oversimplified example. All of a sudden, when the public, you and I, participate in that initial public offering, the company gets this influx of money and you and I get ownership in the company. Now with that money, as I mentioned before, they can grow the company and there's no interest expense and no obligation to repay the money to the bank because they've given away equity or ownership in their company. Going public generally makes a company more prestigious. There's some kind of status to that, that it's listed on a stock exchange, particularly you know, the ones in America, listed on the New York Stock Exchange, listed on the NASDAQ. It sounds really flash. It also helps uh, the company's future operations and growth and also any acquisitions. So say it was a bakery that listed and went public. Now they've had this influx of money from the public buying shares into that bakery. They can go out and purchase, say, a hundred more bakeries or a thousand more bakeries. And that's just going to increase their revenues, their profits, and they can put their own brand on those bakeries. That's just a quick example. 
Now there are different kinds of stock markets that companies can list on. The most famous stock markets would probably be in the US. Those two largest stock markets in the US would be the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ. There are stock markets all across the globe though. So just a, a few off the top of my head. We've got the London Stock Exchange, the Shanghai Stock Exchange, the Australian Stock Exchange and the New Zealand Stock Exchange. They're all over the world. Now to buy shares on the stock market or share market, they're both the same thing. We need to go through a stock exchange. Now it sounds complicated, but it's not because there's so many websites um, and brokers that can do that for us. So in New Zealand, we've got Sharesies and Hatch. They're just two um, of the kind of website or brokers that will purchase the shares for you. You just buy and there'll be someone on the other end around the world or New Zealand, who knows, that is willing to sell them at the price that you're willing to buy them. So for example, you might buy Tesla or Microsoft and those two shares are listed on the NASDAQ. So the website or the broker will do all that work for you. You just choose the company you want and pay the price. And then someone has to be on the other side willing to sell them to you at that price. So again, the stock market is just a place where buyers and sellers meet to exchange shares in a public company. When you first hear about the stock market or people buying shares, yeah, it can be quite intimidating. An example was when I was younger, I heard that my granddad was buying shares in Auckland Airport, my dad had told me, and it was such a foreign concept when I first heard about it. My granddad was buying shares in Auckland Airport. So I was trying to wrap my head around what that meant. So I thought my granddad, he owns part of Auckland Airport. So I was thinking, what part does he own? Does he own the walls? <laughs> does he own the ceilings? Does he own the chairs in the food court? I, I didn't understand. So obviously now I understand he owns shares in the company. It's a bit different to owning the walls and the ceilings, but it's somewhat true that he owns part of the physical premises. So how do shares work? Companies sell shares in themselves because they want money to finance growth or to invest in innovation. So that's where you come in. Those shares give you a small stake in the company and in return, you'll get some of the profits by way of dividends. So what are dividends? Dividends are just a payment that companies generally make throughout the year. It might be uh, two times a year. It might be each quarter. And a company doesn't have to pay dividends. Banks pay dividends because generally they're quite stable cash producing businesses that are not really growing and they make you know the banks in New Zealand are making billions of dollars of profit each year so what do they want to do with that profit they reinvest some into the business and then they pay dividends to the shareholders um, as a reward for owning part of the company but companies like say Tesla have been around since I think they listed on the stock exchange around 2011 and they are in a rapid growth process. So any money they make from selling cars or any other products that they make, they want to reinvest that into the company. They want to pay down debt. They want to make new products. They want to keep increasing their market share. So early on in a company's growth cycle, they generally don't want to pay dividends because they want to use that money to keep fueling growth. So the other way that you can get profits out of a company in addition to dividends is capital gains. So the growth of the shares. So say you buy a share for $1 and then in a few years it turns into $2. So you've made 100%. You've doubled your money. Some shares pay dividends, some don't. And you hope that your shares grow. 
so they they have capital growth capital gains and you can sell them at the higher price at a later stage and make a profit from that what determines the price of a share or a stock so the price is determined by supply and demand so basically if a company is doing well because it's selling lots of its products and it's having really good results or you know analysts are predicting that in the near or midterm or long-term future this company is going to be really strong so if a company is doing really well selling lots of products there's a lot of hype around it for its future then that can cause the share price to increase and the opposite is also true if a company is say in a dying industry or the results are becoming quite poor there's a lot of competitors that are taking their market share the share price can go down so it works both ways but just to summarize the price of shares it's determined by supply and demand so if there's more demand then it's likely the share price increases if there's not much demand for that company or those shares it's likely the price may decrease which is not what we want so that's basically a quick crash course on what the stock market is and how shares work and obviously i'm wanting to get more in detail into that as the episodes progress but this is just opening the floor so the second topic today is what is investing investing means putting your money towards something with the expectation to make a profit so when you invest you buy assets and you expect the asset to increase in value over time which can grow your amount of money and what is an asset well there's different assets people can hold so there's things like stocks we've been talking about there's bonds there's real estate you can hold cash that's the most basic kind of asset you can have there's gold there's silver there's all kinds but basically those are the main ones so my main focus is talking about shares so a lot of people will start a business that's investing in a business and themselves as we know now people who don't own a business can still own part of a business by investing like buying some apple stock you can actually say you own part of apple so that's basically what investing is but why should you invest well for me it's about wealth generation if you have money money can give you options the second main reason to invest which you would have heard a lot about recently is inflation so what is inflation so inflation erodes the purchasing power of your money inflation is simply the rate of increase in prices over a given period of time so they might say inflation was eight percent in the last year that means that the prices in the economy have risen in general by eight percent so that doesn't mean any one thing like your loaf of bread or petrol it's a whole lot of things that economists or the government analyze so they put say 500 different items into a basket um, bread can of baked beans petrol t-shirt cds all kinds of things and they put them into a basket and they see on average using all of those um, items that everyday people purchase how much it has gone up so uh, in the u.s inflation is around eight percent in the last year in new zealand it's around six or seven percent so it's showing the rise in prices over a period of time and i mentioned earlier inflation erodes the purchasing power of your money so a hundred dollars 10 years ago is not a hundred dollars anymore because the price of things have gone up so that hundred dollars that you had 10 years ago 
cannot purchase the same amount of things that you could purchase 10 years ago. So for example, I'd say a cup of coffee 10 years ago would have been maybe two, three dollars. Now your cup of coffee is probably around five dollars, five dollars fifty. So it just shows you that if you had held that hundred dollars in a bank account or just in cash over that 10 years, it will not be able to purchase the same amount of things because things have got more expensive with inflation, which is just a natural part of the economy. So coming back to why do we invest? Well, if you're just holding cash in a bank account, inflation is going to erode the value of that. It's going to eat into it. Whereas if you invest, your money is going to grow and it's going to produce investment returns. So at the moment, inflation in the US is about 8%. So 8% of your cash is eroding per year, basically. But if you invest in the stock market over a long period, you can expect returns of, say, 7 to 10% on average if you're in the market for a long time. So I would rather have my money working and producing a return on my investment than sitting in a bank account being eroded by inflation. So to combat inflation, to stop losing the purchasing power of your cash, your money, you need to invest. So just to reiterate, inflation can be around, on average, 2 to 2.5% per year. So that's how much purchasing power you may be losing on your money and the average stock market returns over the last 100 years are around 10%. So if your money's sitting at a bank account, you're possibly losing 2%, 2 to 2.5% through inflation. But if your money's sitting in a investment account harnessing stock market returns, you can get around 8 to 10% per year. That's what history has told us from historic stock market returns. So a quick example of the power of putting your money into the stock market. Let's say you had a monthly contribution of $1,000 or if you're with your partner, you put $500 in each a month and you invested for 40 years. Say you got the average stock market return of 10% over that 40 years, you would have $5.3 million at the end of that 40 years. But your contributions, so the cash that you've contributed to that investment would have only been $480,000. But because you're investing over such a long period and you're getting 10% returns per year on average over that 40 years, you've harnessed the magic of uh, compound interest in the stock market where the returns have compounded over that long period. So you've only put in $480,000, but you end up with $5.3 million. So just to summarize, why do we invest? We invest for wealth generation because... I would like to retire early. I don't want to work until I'm 65 years old and rely on the government pension, which is not much. Um, it's very hard to get by on. I would like a, a large pool of money that has worked hard for me over my lifetime. So money is not an issue and we can create wealth generation to pass down the family. And secondly, because of inflation and how inflation erodes the purchasing power of our money. So if you're not investing today, there is two good reasons to consider it and get started.